Good morning from beautiful, sunny Florida. Why we got coats on now? It is a little chilly in Florida here today, and we want to welcome you to the Monday Motivation. Good to see you all. Glad to have you with us. Ryan Deal is with me today. Ryan, you've been one of our youth reps. Now you are the secretary. Secretary of the state. Of the... <laughs> Is that it? No, that's not oh, it. yeah, I think you are, right? That's it, yeah. You're the secretary for the youth committee uh, uh, here in uh, Pennsylvania and Delaware and help out in the East Central section, the Coleman Kaiser rep, and yep. you are like assistant to the <laughs> sectional rep. Assistant rep, yep. Yeah, and so uh, we're down here in Florida for the AG Next Gen Conference, and uh, we're going to start, I think, with a couple of questions, if that's all right. That's all right. Uh, question number one, since we are in Florida, Describe Florida in four words or less. No, four words. Yeah, four, four words. words. No more, no less. Uh, old people and children. Old people and children. Old people and children. Yeah, does Ann count? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to take Michael Scott-ish. Uh, lawless, Swamp, yeah. Gators, Disney. I feel like that was better than mine. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite unusual snack? Unusual, like how unusual? Well, like something that people normal would not people. normally think of. Normal people don't think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like, or like people aren't proud that they like it. Ooh, I got a lot of those. So <laughs> I, I got two. Two good? Yeah, two's I got, good. So every road trip, I always get those uh, glazed fruit pies in the box. Okay. You know, that can be on the shelf for about 14 years. You're talking about um, Tasty Cakes. Yeah, any brand. I'm not a brand stop. Okay, I'm okay. not. I'm not that guy. Okay, okay. So any of those, I like cherry. Okay. I eat one of those. I think they're about 600 grams of fat and about the same in sugar. Okay. Okay. And uh, the other one is I love toaster strudels. Toaster strudels. I love toaster strudels. Okay. Like okay. I could eat a whole box, no problem. Okay. No got problem. it. Got it. Now I think uh, my favorite unusual snack is uh, smoked oysters. Never they come that. in a little tin can. Yeah, if you can eat seafood out of a can, you gotta do that. <laughs> People think they're pretty disgusting. They come in uh, cottonseed oil. I don't know what that is. Man. I think it's oil from a cottonseed, actually. But that makes sense. I've got a couple announcements, a couple things. I want to talk today about long haul youth ministry and unpack some findings and some things from my uh, dissertation that I did. Uh, but uh, we'll get to that in a hot minute. I think it's going to be pretty enriching. But a couple announcements. Uh, number one, uh, Spirit Tour registration is up and live. You guys, uh, yeah, we're coming to Delaware. Coming to Delaware. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Media Kit has Spirit Tour videos and the Big Give promo. Please don't forget about the Big Give. Water wells in Africa and in the Navajo Nation. We're excited about that. I know you guys have set a goal yep, that's right. for the Big Give. Yep. Uh, camp info is up and big, big news. You know, youth camp's been selling out the full weeks of youth camp, and then people get disappointed when they can't get in. So we have moved registration way up. In fact, registration for youth camp opens today, Junior. Yeah, <laughs> opens today, uh, youth camp registration. And so I would say you don't want to hesitate, you know, yeah, get in. Uh, get in. Uh, and then also network fine arts registrations must be postmarked by March 25th or if you have writing or video categories, March 18th. And so four days. that's in four days. Four days. That's in four days. Uh, we have uh, several churches looking for full-time youth pastors. Uh, and so I want to announce those here. It's not a secret, but we don't usually, we don't always announce churches that are looking, but the Bridge Church in Hamburg, 
Evangel Heights and Sarver, PA, and Trinity Assembly God in Westchester, all on a youth pastor search. And so, uh, especially if you're credentialed, send me your resume. And uh, if you're out there, you're looking, you're part of this group, maybe you're a youth leader, maybe you sense a change is happening in your life, and your ministry. Uh, maybe you're part-time and you want to go full-time, you feel like calling your life, uh, let us know. Big congratulations today to Samantha Starr and Tyler Starr. Congratulations. On the birth of their baby, Sienna Nicole Starr. Oh, girls, I support it. We had a lot of babies uh, recently, uh, and Aaron Lawrence, Mike Kemmler, uh, Sam Starr, and we're waiting uh, the due date for Luke and Angela Adams is like, today, might be today, I think, time. yeah. And uh, it's their first, so you know how the first ones can be. They like to stay in there. Yeah, yeah keep so. cooking. Keep cooking. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to birthdays in a little bit, but um, uh, recently completed a major study on longevity in youth ministry. Ryan, uh, you've been a youth in youth ministry how long? 14 years. 14 years, uh, and... Uh, how many years at your first church? 13 and a half years. <laughs> 13 and a half, and now six months yeah. at uh, Morningstar Bechtelsville. And you were a participant in this study. In yeah. fact, about 16, 15 or 16 youth pastors from our network participated. So let me just talk about this study, because I want we're going to start breaking this out over uh, the next uh, couple months. We, we've, got, we've always got some special things going on. Like in two weeks, we've got Ron Jones, Missionary Ukraine, mm-hmm. coming on to uh, our Monday Motivation uh, we've got our reps do once a month, but um, we'll be breaking out some of the findings of this. Uh, one of the first things you got to understand about longevity and youth ministry is you shouldn't do like full-time youth ministry, really youth pastoring and all, if you don't have a commitment to staying in a student's life. Yeah, absolutely. Very destructive if you don't have a commitment to staying in a student's life. Um, it creates abandonment issues around the person of Jesus because they associate you with Jesus, with yeah. the Bible, with the cross. So when you have a short-term stay, uh, is God dependable? Is yeah. Jesus dependable? So these are pretty deep things. So this study focused on what helps youth pastors stay in a youth ministry situation for five years or more. So any youth pastor in the Assemblies of God who was full-time in their church five years or more could participate in this study. We had 79 uh, participants that were a part of this study. Uh, they took a survey. 24 of those who took a survey did interviews. And I think you did an interview, Yeah. And so we measured five categories of characteristics that contribute to longevity. Personal, uh, relational, logistical, uh, spir- uh, educational, and spiritual. And today I want to talk and, and live in the personal category. And I'm going to actually talk today about personal characteristics, things you don't need, things that are assumptions that people have, but are proven to be untrue by this study. Things you don't need to be in youth ministry for the long haul. And then uh, on our next session, which we will send out next Monday, I'm going to talk about the most significant personal characteristics that people do have that contribute to longevity in ministry. But this is like super amazing content. And so uh, leave us a comment, ask a question if you like. Uh, We love always to hear from you. Uh, We know a number of our youth pastors, of course, are on their way here uh, at this very moment. And so uh, good to have you with us. Uh, So... Uh, participants in this study were, let me just say, uh, personal characteristics would be like, how old are you? How long have you been in your church? How many churches have you been at? Are you married? Do you have kids? What's your personality type? Um, 
Do you have job satisfaction where you are? Um, it, things like that. Relational categories, and that's the limit like of the personal categories, things that are very personal to you. Mm-hmm. A lot of other things you may think connect to youth ministry longevity, we will cover in the other categories, like relational categories, relationship with your lead pastor, relationship with your spouse, relationship with your family. Uh, we'll cover all that later. So to start with, uh, let me just say participants in this study, you had to be in your church five years or more. So participants were anywhere from age 26 to age 59. There's like a... Cutting the grass. Somebody's cutting the cutting grass, grass or something over there. So sorry if you hear a little buzz. So think about that, age 26 to age 59. We had some youth pastors, 59 years of age. The average age of a youth pastor in this study, 36 and a half years old. 36 and a half years old. The median age was 35. So still pretty old. The average youth pastor, well, I'll say people in the study have been youth pastoring from anywhere from five years to upwards of 30 years. Uh, 30 years youth pastor. Awesome. Uh, the average participant had been youth pastoring for 12 years and meeting length of 10 years. Participants, of course, needed to be in their church at least five years, their current church. The average person in this study was in their church for 8.2 years. That's awesome. Uh, the, the median uh, tenure was seven years. So here's some things that you don't need personally to achieve longevity. You don't need a certain age. Yeah, you don't need to be 22. You don't need to be 22. In fact, a 22-year-old probably wouldn't qualify for this study. Right. You had to be in your church full time five years or more. Right. Now, let me just say, most participants did agree that starting at a young age helped them achieve longevity. Uh, but you don't have to be young to be in youth ministry. In fact, we have some youth pastors out there uh, who are in our group who watch this that are well over fifty, yeah. maybe some in their sixties, who are killing the game. Yeah really doing an amazing job and can run circles around some of our, our younger youth pastors. Um, pretty amazing. Uh, so you don't have to be a certain age. You don't have to be young or old. We had participants of all ages. Marriage. Let's talk about marriage. Uh, I feel like when I was going into youth ministry, it was like we're looking for a, 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 a young guy who's married. Yeah, you, and had to be. you had to be. She better play the piano. And, so. <laughs> yeah. um, guess what? Uh, you don't have to be married. To achieve longevity in youth mission. Now, let me just say, 90% of the participants were married, which means one in 10 after five years or more in youth ministry were not married and were doing it long term successfully. And a number of participants had been married three years or less, which means when they started, they weren't married. That wasn't the case 10, 15 years ago. Wasn't the case 10 or 15 years ago. And some were married less than a year, which means they probably weren't even dating anyone right. at the time that they started youth ministry. So you don't have to be married to achieve longevity in youth ministry. That doesn't mean that there's not stigmas to overcome or or issues with church leadership needing to see that. But it's proven, I think, in this study, you don't have to uh, have that in order to achieve. Uh, Let's talk about um, uh, kids. Uh, I'd say, I think it was like like 26, I forget what it was. I think 26% of people in the study had no kids. And in fact, um, we'll talk about this more, I think, in the relational side, but most feel that kids don't help you achieve longevity. <laughs> and inversely, they wear you out. <laughs> it can be a challenge having kids. Uh, but we had people with several kids, uh, upwards of five, seven kids who achieved longevity in youth ministry, and fully 25% did not have kids. So either way, 
you know, live your life. Do what yeah. God's called you to do. Yeah. Pursue your call. Um, you don't have to have served in multiple churches. So some people think, well, you know, you try out a few churches till you find your fit. Yeah. The average participant had served in 1.86 churches. Wow. The median, um, the middle line, if you lined up all the responses, was one. So tons of participants had only been in one church. Yeah. So you can find the right match or adapt yourself to the match you're in mm -hmm. uh, without uh, having to go through multiple churches till you find the right one. Yeah. And uh, so, so that's very important. This Now, I've got some controversial ones right now. Uh, you don't need to be super healthy or fit. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is Thank out there. Like I, like, I think one of the books I read, Len Kagler, who is one of the foremost uh, youth ministry researchers all around, not in AAG, but all around, um, he'll tell you, like, you need to take care of yourself. You need to be healthy. Now, first of all, I agree with all that. Not, but that was not a significant tri contributor personally mm -hmm. to longevity. Um in fact, uh, more than 50% of youth pastors exercise less than once a week. <laughs> now, again, I'm going to say this with caution. You should take care of yourself. I do try to exercise two to three times a week. I hit it probably 75% of the weeks. Yeah. Um, you might notice how healthy I look <laughs> or not. But I do try to, like, stay fit, I, you know, um, try to get a lot of sleep at night now that my dissertation is done. Uh, <laughs> You know, I try to I try to take care of myself. Yeah. Uh, so I say that with caution. Uh, number uh, here's another one uh, that is going to be controversial. Uh, have you heard that question? What's your plan for five years from now? Ten yeah. years from now? Yeah. You don't need a plan for your life for five years from now. Ten years from now. A lot of us who are of the spirit empowered persuasion would say, I don't know. I'm just doing what God's called me to do. And when he calls me to do something else, I'll do something else. That's biblical, right? I think there's a biblical component to that. I think there's also calls that God puts in your life that are over the horizon. Sure. You don't know when they're going to happen. And you can't really plan for them because you don't know like when God is calling you yeah. to do those things. Uh, but uh, So you don't need that. In fact, most uh, a good percentage of our respondents have said, uh, I'm not sure that I have a plan for three years, five years, 10 years from now. I just got to tell you this, like personally, when I think 10 years from now, what's what's my plan? I'm like really concerned about that now as a dad because yeah. I don't have a plan. Yeah. I'm doing what God calls me to do from step A. Now, there's a lot of things I could do. Sure. You know, there's a lot of qualifications I have, learning I've done. None of that was to achieve a plan in my life. It was all at God's guiding. Right. And so. Now, if you do have a plan, like you're super organized, I'm going to have this, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be this, good on you. Yeah. Uh, an equal number of respondents said they do have a plan. Yeah, you're not saying it detracts from it. And, and I also just say this with caution. The things that God has called you to, your youth ministry, a devotional life, giving, sharing the Lord. If you're married, you're guess what? You're called to marriage by virtue of your vow, if not by virtue of the Spirit. Yeah. Having kids, being a parent, um, being a neighbor, these are all things probably God has called you to in your life, whether you consciously have experienced that call through the Spirit or not. You should be fully committed to those things, and you should have a plan for the things God has called you to in your life. But that doesn't mean you should have your rest of your life mapped out. Right. Right. Uh, the Spirit has say in all those things. Uh, 
here's one. You don't need a certain personality type. So a lot of people might say like, um, oh, yeah, the uh, the ENTJs. You, you got to be extroverted. You know, you got to be feeling in this fellowship with the yeah. spirit, you know. Um, and I'm not, I can't remember what all they are, but guess what? We, we had participants, um, who, who they basically said they didn't take personality tests for this study, but they reported like if they had taken personality tests and what tests they had taken. And here's what they, here's what we discovered. Personalities in youth ministry as in life run the gamut. So you can achieve longevity in youth ministry no matter your personality test. Yeah. Uh, I am INTJ. I'm introverted people. <laughs> and forced to be with people all the time. Forced to be with people all the time. So, so, and this is one of the things you do need, and we'll maybe talk a little bit more. You need to be aware of yourself and your personality type. So when you're drained, like me as an introvert, this week is going to be very draining for me. We're going to be around thousands of people. Yeah. I'm a network youth director. I'm going to have to shake a lot of hands, greet a lot of people, meet a lot of people. A lot of small talk. By Wednesday morning, I'll have a full more session, another session to go through, and then a ride home in a plane. And I'm going to be, by Wednesday morning, ready to crawl under a rock. Yeah. And so when I get home, I'll do some of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll spend time with my family under a rock yeah. somewhere. Do you know so, what percent introvert you are? Uh, it's right on the line. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, close then just over the line introverted. So I turn on the extroversion when I need to, but you know, being aware, but you don't have to be extroverted. You don't have to have this live wire personality. You don't have to fit a certain mold. God made you uniquely the way you are. He will use you long-term in youth ministry in that personality. Now understanding that personality, understanding how you operate, understanding what the gifts God's given you, how we should, that can be helpful. I think the wrong is too, right? Yeah. So personalities do show Personality tests, examinations show weaknesses. Yeah, it's important to know those. So I've done Enneagram. I'm a challenger, you know, yeah, um, and um, something else I can't remember. Yeah. Some people are really into Enneagram. Some people are Myers-Briggs. Yes. This. We had people filled out all kinds or respond and said they'd done all kinds of personality tests. doesn't really matter. Okay. Another controversial one, which take this with caution. <laughs> to achieve longevity in youth ministry, this will be the last big thing, is... Uh, you do not need a lifelong call to youth ministry. Mm. Now you think like, well, that's super antithetical. These are people who've been serving in youth ministry with longevity, but you're saying you don't need a lifelong call. Yeah. I would even go so far as to say you don't need a long-term call. Mm. Um, but I say it with caution. So let me just break it down. 38% of people in the survey did not feel they were called to youth ministry long-term. So 15 years or more is how to describe long-term in youth ministry. You know, 38% said, I'm not called long-term. But they've served in their churches five years or more. What does that tell you? It tells you, even if you don't feel called long-term, even if you feel this is a stage, you can have longevity with faithfulness to that call in that season that you're in, even though you see something else on the horizon. Now, it gets worse for people who feel like they have a lifelong call. <laughs> uh, 61% of respondents would say, I'm not called to the youth ministry for life, mm-hmm. even though I have longevity. Right. Uh, but that also means 39% of respondents said, I am called to the youth ministry for life. That's crazy. That's a lot. That's a huge number because very few go past their 40s. Right. Um, very few make it out of their 30s in youth ministry. Right. But 40%, at least at this time, 
say, yes, I do have a call. So I say, so I say all that with caution. And the caution is this. You, even if you don't feel long-term called to youth ministry, even if you don't feel long, like you're a lifelong youth pastor, you should be fully devoted and committed to the thing God's called you to. Second Timothy 2.15, and this is, we'll close out this list with this verse. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. So you know what? You don't need any of that. And some of that, like, you should not receive anything I said as an excuse to be lazy, though you may be experiencing relief. Well, I don't have a long-term plan for my life here. You don't, but you should have one for your ministry and the thing God's called you to, your family. Um, I don't uh, feel lifelongly called to, to youth ministry. You may feel relief in that that others don't, but you should be working hard because for the moment you are called. Yeah. And uh, you don't want to be ashamed with that. I'm going to toss to you, Ryan, final question, which I gave you before. Give us like personally, and it doesn't have to relate to personal characteristics. What's your biggest key for having achieved longevity where you work? Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is I still love it. I still love doing it. I wake up every day excited. I, I'm excited to go to work every yeah. day. And, and I can't imagine a life with people that that don't love their jobs, ministry yeah. or not ministry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, along those same lines, I remember one of the clearer times God's ever spoken to me. Like I heard him so clear. He said, I was in a rocky place and I was like thinking about leaving my last church. And uh, he said, regardless of your preferences, be faithful to what I called you to. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you love. It doesn't matter what you like in the moment. It doesn't matter what you think you want. Be faithful to what he called you to do. So good. Yeah. Really good. And uh, appreciate uh, Ryan being with me today. Happy couple of birthdays. Uh, oh, look at this. Uh, Tim Holmfoster, lead pastor in the group. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. This week, Michelle Campbell. Yeah. Fine Arts Network Fine Arts Director. Happy birthday. Happy birthday this week, Michelle. Uh, and Melanie Schreiber Claflin, also happy birthday. So it's kind of interesting, all birthdays this week, people who are part of our network, connected to youth ministry. None of them are youth pastors. It's all right. All right. Happy, happy birthday. Right. I'm going to have you pray for our youth pastors. If you're down here in Florida, we look forward to seeing you soon. Father God, thank you so much for Lee and for this ministry that they have to our network. God, we pray that you would bless every youth pastor in this in this network, Lord, that's in it for the long haul, in it for the short term. But God, help us all to be faithful to what you call us to do. Help us to be faithful to serve your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, have a great day.